episode of Outside the Rack is brought to you by Kinetic Performance, the makers of the Gym Aware. In today's world of strength and conditioning, data collections become the utmost of importance, and that's exactly where Gym Aware separates itself from the competition. Because when we're sitting there and looking to collect data, what data are you actually collecting? And are the numbers you're looking at fitting into the exercises that you're utilizing? And even more so, are they going to answer the questions that you're looking for? Looking at different ways that you are moving the barbell through peak and mean, both velocity and power, is really what separates gym aware from the competition. Being able to understand what your ballistic exercises are doing separate to what your strength exercises are doing really allows you to program at a much more specific level for your athletes. So hop on over to kinetic.com.au to see what Evan and his team have in store for you today. The world of strength and conditioning is filled with some fantastic practitioners that are always searching for more. But more what? What are strength and conditioning coaches searching for to better their ability to prepare their athletes? Well, what about cutting edge information or a place where you can find different opinions from forward thinking coaches on what you're doing, how you're doing, and try to get feedback to be better for your athletes? Or what about a place where you'll find like-minded coaches that can provide solid coaching advice and career development for you as you progress through your career as a strength and conditioning professional? Well, this is exactly why we built the Strength Coach Network. You'll have access to exclusive monthly content on top of the sensationally active forum that we have where you can communicate with coaches all over the world to find those answers that you're looking for to help you be a better practitioner for your athletes. So make sure you hop on over to strengthcoachnetwork.com slash cvasps, that's strengthcoachnetwork.com slash cvasps, and get your 48-hour trial for only a dollar. I look forward to seeing you in the Strength Coach Network. What's up, everybody, and welcome to the 23rd episode of Outside the Rack, brought to you by Kinetic Performance, the makers of Gym Aware. In this show, we're going to try to dive a little deeper into the minds of some of the top practitioners in the world of sport performance to learn a little bit more about who they actually are and how they got to where they are today. Today, we are joined by the Assistant Athletic Director for Strength and Conditioning for Olympic Sports at North Carolina State University, Nate Brookerson. Nate, thanks for joining us, man. Appreciate you having me, Jeff. Fired up for this one, buddy. Stoked to chop it up. Always great to, always great to catch up with you, man. But before we get rolling too far into it, who is Nate Brookerson? Uh, I would always say that I'm somebody that's got very lucky in this industry by aligning myself with really good people and trying to understand more about the history of of what's come through um, since I got into this, but also not just accept, accept the status quo of everybody does it, so I should be doing it. I dig that, man. I really do, because you've you've been a guy that has really been leading from the front when it comes to not just educating his staff and, and building a great program from the top down, down in Raleigh, but also a person who's contributed a ton when it comes to teaching and making coaches better from all around the country. So for that, I'm, I'm really grateful. Oh, I appreciate that. I, I, it's kind of the same thing that I thought about when I was a kid growing up. Is I learned a lot from my siblings through uh, seeing them mess up and me trying not to make the same mistakes and, I kind of try to lead that way as a, uh, a practitioner and a leader in this industry is I've done a lot of these things uh, maybe incorrectly or thought about these things a little differently. So hopefully people can be more efficient with what they do when they get those opportunities. 
Yeah, man. Well, I appreciate all you're doing with that. And as a guy who's been running down those rabbit holes and has had the benefit of being able to learn under some, some really awesome people and has been able to teach some really awesome coaches, I'm sure there's been a couple of aha moments. So if you wouldn't mind describing a learning situation that brought about an epiphany in your career. Yeah, I would say the big one now that I've kind of jumped down is when you look at what our role is as, as practitioners and, and kind of people that are embedding themselves in the sport is how can I more effectively kind of be part of the culture of the sport and get maybe what I need from a health and performance standpoint without kind of encroaching or compartmentalizing the process. So, you know, I think about if I can have an opportunity to be around an athlete, you know, pre-practice, pre-game, uh, during their week when they have some downtime, instead of saying like, okay, I need my, you know, 60 minutes, I need my 30 minutes or whatever it is to be effective. Like, how can I have these kind of cumulative opportunities or intentional opportunities to be around the athlete, maybe on their time and, uh, you know, it, without it being something that's overwhelming uh, my own, you know, personal time. So, you know, doing things like uh, ISOs on the front end of practice, um, you know, BFR type of things on the back end, you know, having lifts pre-practice for some kids, post-practice for, for others that feel better with those type of situations. So really, you know, finding the things that I feel like are continuing to help them perform at a high level and um, helping maybe with little things like behavior changes, you know, being uh, a, a voice in their ear to, okay, hey, we're going to get together 60 minutes before this practice, we're going to do the ISO uh, work that we've typically been doing, but you're also going to uh, take this collagen. We're going to talk about, you know, where you're at from a pain perspective. And again, just being able to create those situations that are very intentional to drive, again, performance and health without it just being like, okay, I didn't get my X amount of time. And so I can't operate at a high level. I dig that, man, because you definitely got to meet them where they're at. And, you know, one thing as a, another guy who's been kind of number number oriented uh, when it comes to the process is limiting those touches to make sure that you're meeting them where they're at. Yeah, no question. And then I would say, you know, the other piece is getting good people around you and understanding how you can lever, leverage their expertise to, to help, um, you know, strengthen and kind of galvanize your own process. So, you know, there, there's areas where anymore, I used to say, I want to run down like, every path to, to learn as much as I can. And now it's, as I've done this for longer, I, I understand that, you know, when you have people that have passion uh, in different areas around you, they're going to spend the time really learning and, and uh, you know, getting that information uh, to, at a high level. And, and those are practitioners that you can kind of call upon to help you be better in what you do, or, or even at times with our programs is, again, I, I use the word leverage and not in a bad way, but leverage their expertise to be able to say, you know, I would like to do this and this, and I know that you're spending more time, you know, in those areas. Can you come into my team and, and help me uh, in these areas? And I think sometimes even the the novelty of, of changing up who's delivering the message can sometimes make it even more powerful as well. So, you know, not having so much of an ego saying like, I have to control every element of everything around the athlete, more so saying, you know, how can we call upon all these different expertise to do things at a higher level, you know, more so than I would be able to do by myself. No doubt, man. Just, you know, it, it, the whole idea of like hearing the same message from everyone 
and hearing it from different people because sometimes I mean, the kids get tired of hearing our voices as much as we get tired of some of the garbage that they act on too, you know? Yeah, no question. Well, listen, brother, you are an inquisitive dude in, in more ways than one and a guy that's always digging for answers. So I'm fired up for number two here. So if you could ask one question and you know that you would get the answer to it, what would that be and why? I mean, simple question, but like some different ways to, to go about diving into it. But just ultimately is what we're doing actually impacting performance and health. Um, you know, not not just saying that because I, I believe this to be true or it has worked with, you know, another athlete or another group in the past that it's for sure the, the, the answer. Um, and so like even the other day, there was this uh, question that uh, Bob Alejo had posed on Twitter. And, you know, basically saying like, okay, have you done anything that you felt like pregame was impactful in the, the performance of the athlete, uh, you know, following and, and a gentleman had come on and talked about, you know, Hey, we had done, you know, RPR and scent therapy and some other things with this athlete prior to a game where they scored a goal and had four assists, something of that nature. And it's very much like, you know, sometimes when you look at those N of ones, you know, it's, it's that confirmation bias piece where it's like, yeah, I did this and, and it worked because you really want it to work or because you're doing it or because somebody else said it was effective or, you know, everybody kind of has these influencers or mentors in their, in their life now that they look to see what they're doing and just, you ultimately accept it for, at face value. But there's just, I mean, there's so many factors that go into the success, not only, you know, and I work with individual sports like yourself with, with swim, where you can see kind of that return on investment pretty quickly. But with these team sports, it's like, I, I don't, I don't know if scent therapy works. I used to want to be the person that was like, Oh, that definitely doesn't work. But anymore, I'm, I would say more open to it. And I think things are, are changing more rapidly than they ever have in this industry. So, you know, maybe me learning more about how to, you know, bring a peppermint infusion into the, uh, into the weight room prior to a lift is going to get more out of the athletes. Like, I, I don't know. Um, but that's also why I'm trying to surround myself more with people that can use, you know, data and informatics to be able to ask, uh, you know, some higher level questions and, and actually see if we're, making any sort of, you know, observational changes, but uh, yeah, it's, I mean, again, that's, that's such a, a rabbit hole to jump down, but it's, it's one that I'm just constantly asking what we're doing really, really impacting health and performance of the athlete in their sport. I think that's a great question too, because you, you've got the objective information that you could pull from that, but as we both would probably attest to it at some points, that, that subjective aspect of it with the athlete might even be more important than that. Yeah, no question. Yeah, that's and that's stuff that you don't want to uh, you don't want to cast that aside. Um, and that's where obviously some of the information that we can gather from some of those subjective processes are important. But you know, still layering back in to say like, did this really make a change or not? And and even so, you know, what what are we even measuring to say? performance is changing whether it's what we do or what they're actually doing on the court like I'll go into synergy with with basketball data <laughs> and like there's so many things that they look at like okay this is this person's pick on the ball efficiency and rolling to their left and score you know it's just like all right is is this is this good is this better than what they would be you know otherwise like so I mean it's yeah, yeah there's there's so many ways to to really be able to explore that 
No doubt, man. No doubt. I love the question, and I, I, I love the driving factor behind it. But as a guy, Nate, who is running a staff, is helping educate people all around the country presenting, what's your escape, brother? What What do you do to come back to neutral? Yeah, I mean, I would say, you know, one of the things going to your conference now the last two years, um, on the back end of that, with a couple of our staff members, we've done some camping and fishing trips, um, you know, being able to get with family and, and some true downtimes and be able to go, you know, we did a cabin this year with, uh, with one of our strength coaches, uh, owned on, um, um, a lake out here in, in Western North Carolina and just went there for like four days with the family. I would say just stuff that changes the pace of life. Um, <laughs> I, I don't, I used to be the person that was like, all I want to do when I get away from the office is read about everything SMC and performance. And now I want to read more about like real estate investing and retirement. And <laughs> maybe that's just getting older, but like stuff like that fascinates me. And, you know, this concept of, you know, early on in life, I was a, a um, basically an English journalism major and, you know, reading about people in the Renaissance era where it's like they had such a variety of abilities and, and um, skill sets. And I'm like, man, I need to <laughs> like I'm not getting any younger and I'd like to learn more about things that are, are going to well round me. So, you know, when I get those times where it's maybe not vacation or getaway, it's like I, I try to jump into to books or other things that are not just uh, S&C and. Hopefully that brings back some like life experience and some uh, perspective to this job that can even make me better at it, you know, without, again, only, you know, looking at strength and conditioning books and, and journal articles and things of that nature. Yeah, man, I think that's one that's becoming more and more the norm. And again, maybe it's because, you know, we're not the young up and comers anymore. We're the we're the old heads now to some of these young pups that are showing up. But like understanding that there's a life outside of the weight room that you've got to take care of and build for and all that is, is one that, you know, I mean, obviously Brett has made it really, I don't know, popular is the word, but he's really brought it kind of to the forefront and Kier's talked about it and how like you got to have your ducks in a row outside of just sets reps and your attendance check-in. Yeah, no question. Yeah, if, if you wait until you have this time in your life to like really pay attention to it, right? Like, oh, once once things slow down or once I get to this position, then you're going to get to that point and be like, man, I missed out on a lot of opportunity of when I was younger and hungrier where I maybe could have uh, pursued some, some other knowledge and got better in some other areas. So by the time you actually have that opportunity, you're going to be so far behind that, yeah, you got you to try to balance those things early on as much as possible. Yeah, you know, and on top of that, like, man, turning 40, like, I can't stay up till midnight, 1, 2 o'clock <laughs> doing work anymore, dude. Like, I'm too old for that. Like, it just oh. hurts, you know? There, There is too many, like, I'm too old for this moment. I played, uh, we played basketball last night. Um, the managers jumped in the game. They're like, hey, can you come play? I'm like, yeah, sure. And it was 9 o'clock at night. And, you know, we played an hour and a half, and I got done, and I you know, I'm, I'm barely being able to walk off the court at this point. It's like, yeah, this is, uh, this is what it feels like. This is what's happening. Yeah. So all you young pups listening, just know that that AGE thing is going to get you at some point. And, uh, we all thought we were, we were past it too, but it, it catches up. Yeah. No question. <laughs> yeah. 
Nate, truly appreciate everything you're doing to help us all be better, brother. Truly appreciate your time today, man. And, and this is great. I can't thank you enough for, for joining us. No, thank you for everything you do, Jay, and uh, appreciate all the great content that you put out. And, you know, this is a lot of times so got a 25, 30 minute commute. That's how I spend my mornings is listening to your stuff. So appreciate the opportunity to talk. I mean, that, that means the world to me, brother. Thank you so much. We'll be in touch real soon, buddy. For sure. Yeah, man. <laughs>